Instant Rumor presents Chocolate Yoda Live. Hi folks, Chocolate Yoda here, spelled Y-O-D-D-A-H, because film studios are litigious. Welcome to another installment of Chocolate Yoda Live. Today is Tuesday, July 25th, 2023, and I've got good news for everybody. I have good news, and it comes from the brilliant state of Florida. Under the uh, deft leadership of Ronnie DeCrampus, Florida educators have decided that slavery wasn't so bad after all. Now, you can imagine my surprise when I heard this, because I thought there were a few things that were settled arguments. Up until Donnie Dump took office, I was under the strong impression from my years of school, from everything I'd ever seen on the news, from anything I'd ever read in history books, I was under the impression that Nazis were bad. I came to find out that, apparently, that is not a far-gone conclusion now. Apparently, Nazis have made a comeback. Imagine my surprise. But Nazis made a comeback. White supremacy, I thought, was bad. But apparently, according to Donnie Dump, there are good people on both sides. Both sides meaning one side that thinks equality is a good idea and everyone is created equal, and the other side that thinks that most people are mud people. Apparently, it's hard to distinguish between the fine people on both sides of that argument. But since 2015, and now being 2023, for the last eight years, I've seen that, yeah, it's not obvious to people that Nazis and white supremacy are bad things. And now, thanks to the brilliant minds of Florida educators, we are addressing another topic that I thought was a far-gone conclusion, which is the topic of slavery. Apparently, according to the educators, the brilliant, brilliant minds that are leading our children down in Florida, they said, and I'm not making this up, I want to emphasize that I'm not joking right now. This is not a shtick, this is not a bit, this is not my bizarre sense of humor, which I acknowledge can be very bizarre. No, no, no. This is what they actually said. Slavery wasn't so bad because slaves learned a trade. Oh, let's deconstruct that genius observation. Hang in there, folks. I think it's going to get a little bumpy. So let's compare and contrast what this idea embodies. So on the one hand, I was uh, living in Florida. I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to make it like a novel. I'm, I'm the omniscient third person, right? Here I was 
in Flo- in uh, Africa, living my life. And again, people want to point out that slavery was was a thing in Africa too. Yes, slavery was a thing in the world. It always has been. It still is now. I get it. But the the way slavery has been implemented has varied greatly. In most countries throughout history, it was basically a way to pay off your debt, a way to buy back your land. You know, the the new king comes in because the, the army conquered your army, and now you have a tariff that you have to pay off. So you are enslaved in that way. It's sort of economic enslavement, right? Um, and that was that was the model for slavery throughout history. And yes, were some people really brutal about how they implemented slavery? Absolutely. And that's the big distinction in American slavery. It wasn't like, yeah, you're going to work for me now. It was, we're going to kidnap you. We're going to torture you. And I mean vicious, vicious torture, which I don't think I have to emphasize, but I'm not taking anything for granted in this conversation. The torture, if you read any history books about the reality of the way slaves were tortured, it it will make you sick. If you have half a heart, it will make you sick. If you're dead inside, it won't matter. But if you're a sentient being with normal human emotions and you read what happened to slaves, it will sicken you. It will break your heart. And that's just the torture aspect of it. So you've been ripped from your country, put in the the bottom of a boat for a really arduous uh, uh, journey over the ocean where many people got sick, many people died. You were chained to one another, laying still, awash in your own feces and urine, and people all around you are moaning and dying. On that trip alone, that was part, that was the beginning of your experience as a slave. And then you get to America, your family is torn apart. You know, if we are to believe the, uh, one of the biggest, uh, miniseries in television history, Roots, you know, your, your identity was slipped from you. Remember, he wasn't Kunta Kinte, he was Toby. And he had to have that name whipped into him. And, you know, anything you've ever seen on television, and I believe films, never actually depicts the reality of being whipped. I mean, the physical reality of being whipped. I want to just spend a moment on this, and I'll move on as quickly as I can. Do you know why whips make a cracking noise through the air? is because the tip of the whip is moving so fast at its apex that it's breaking the sound barrier. And that's what that popping, snapping, cracking sound is. Whip, the onomatopoeia. So imagine something moving that quickly and to that fine a point, because the tip of a whip is, you know, very narrow. But even getting hit at the thickest part of something moving that quickly, it tears your flesh apart. And to add injury to injury, 
not insult to injury, to add injury to injury, they would do a crosshatch pattern on your skin so it would take longer to heal and leave the most heinous kind of scarring just to make sure that you were broken. That's how they got people who believed in other things to believe in Catholicism. That's why I'm disappointed to this day that blacks and Hispanics have Christianity as their main religion. Your ancestors were beaten to have that religion forced on you. But individual choice is what it is, so I can't comment any further on that. Well, I could. I just won't. Um, and now you're told that you're going to do the work of building a country for your slave masters, right? And if they find you reading, they will kill you. If they find, the, find you writing, they will kill you. Of course, if you conspire to escape or overthrow your master, they kill you. For entertainment, they have you kill each other. They have the men have sex with each other. They're under force. And just in case anyone's curious, non-consensually, that's what force means. All for their entertainment, because these were lovely people, obviously. And if anyone wants to make the argument that they didn't know it was wrong, uh, let me remind you that the country went to war with itself less than a hundred years into its history because half the country knew it was wrong. So this, you know, I, I hate when people try to excuse, well, you know, it's what everyone was doing. Nobody knew any better. Horseshit. Of course they knew better. And then there was the word that I can't say on YouTube because YouTube still won't let me speak like an adult. So the grape of slave women, uh, um, apparently some slave masters had a cute name for it. They referred to slave women that they liked to grape at will as belly warmers. Oh, isn't that cute? Ah. Oh. I get upset when I think about slavery. That's obvious. And I'm just trying to sally forth so I can make my point here. So this was a brutalization that was not known in the common practice of slavery. Again, did slave owners abuse their slaves throughout history? Yes, but I don't think, I haven't found any equivalent in world history now. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I'm just telling you, I have not found it. I looked, I tried to find America's model for slavery around the world through history. I never was able to find that. So it was particularly brutal. Um, again, the country went to war with itself uh, to uh, to settle the argument of whether it was wrong or right. The people that thought it was right lost. Um, which begs the question, why is the Electoral College still here? Um, since that was the appeasement, or one of the appeasements, to slave owners, uh, why does it still exist? Kind of an interesting uh, question to ponder, but that'll be a question for another day. Because the Electoral College really does deserve its own episode. It is, it is quite an absurd thing that America still employs that antiquated and ridiculous tool in what is supposed to be a democracy. 
especially since every other democracy, just counts votes. They, they, yeah, isn't that something? Isn't that amazing? We're going to count the votes, and whoever gets the most votes wins. But anyway, back to slavery. Now that I've described the horrors of slavery, imagine my surprise waking up today and trying to catch up on news and finding out that Ron DeCrampus, who is quite an idiot, by the way, and I'll get to that in a minute, um, he was defending the educators in Florida who said, now, we are now going to teach children that slavery wasn't so bad. We already know that in Texas this was going on, you know, like they're trying to teach people now that uh, slavery was voluntary. So, yeah, I see a concerted effort from uh, the Republicans uh, to uh, whitewash history. And this time it's not really a metaphor. Like, <laughs> they're, they're really... They're really trying to convince white folks that uh, slavery wasn't a big deal. So to Krampus, I saw a clip of him defending the educators, you know. And to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, part of what he was saying had some merit in a vacuum. So he was like, hey, these are educators that did this. And I'll be honest, I've used that defense for education for a while, which is educators, like to develop the curriculum that is employed in America, um, these people who have degrees in education decide based on your child's age and the psychology that that age indicates um, will determine what is taught to that child. Not only what is taught, but how it's taught. And that makes sense. And by and large, I think that's a practical approach. You know, you, you don't want bureaucrats. You don't want non-educators doing this. You want people who have degrees in education um, agreeing on subject matter and the methodology for how that subject matter is delivered at the various ages and psychological and emotional and intellectual development of a child, right? That all makes perfect sense. So in a vacuum, what DeCrampus is saying, and by the way, the reason I call him DeCrampus is because the uh, Krampus is like evil Santa Claus. Uh, so I'm not that clever. So DeSantis, DeCrampus, you know, there you go. Take it for what that's worth. So when DeCrampus was saying hey, you know, talk to the educators, not to me about that. He had a point. Um, it really wouldn't be his place, and probably he doesn't actually know the details because he's a bit of an idiot. And again, I'll, I'll support my argument in a moment. But educators in Florida, now I have to emphasize that it's Florida because Florida's a stupid place. That doesn't mean that Floridians are stupid, but it's a stupid place because Florida's government is stupid. You know, DeCrampus is such a loser that his lawyers couldn't be Disney's lawyers. That's embarrassing, but I don't know if he feels embarrassment. I, I imagine that he doesn't. 
Uh, he is going to feel defeat soon enough because mathematically his his campaign, his candidacy doesn't stand a chance in hell. And this is not, you know, the same thing that happened with Dump in 2015. Like this guy is really just even even if he got all of Dump's voters, he still wouldn't make it. And he's not going to get Dump voters because as try as he might, he's he's not Dump. And he's trying to be, but he's just not quite there. You know, it's it's sort of like when you uh, print out a pristine and perfect copy of a document and then people take it to the copy machine and make a thousand uh, copies of it. You know, eventually there's a degradation. That's that's him. He's trying to copy dump even in his gesturing. Uh, he's trying his, his body language, his actual body language. He has stolen from dump in how he communicates. but he doesn't understand what makes Dump an effective communicator to the type of person that takes in Dump's communication. Because in general, Dump's an idiot. He's a terrible communicator, but he knows how to connect with a certain level of intellect, which is not dissimilar from his own level of intellect as being a guy that was born on third base halfway to home and is claiming that he hit a triple, you know, so dump is kind of dumb for that reason. And he knows how to appeal to people that are about as dumb as he is. So De Krampus is, you know, sort of demonstrating that right now by saying, yeah, I don't know, ask the teachers. But in this case, it's obvious that because Florida is a stupid place, that their educators are stupid also. Because what other reason could there be for people to come up with the idea that slavery just wasn't so bad? It wasn't that bad. Slaves, uh, slaves learned a trade. So, hey, yeah, I know you kidnap me, you torture me, you grape me. Uh, you separated me from my family. You ripped my community away from me. You ripped my religion away from me. You ripped my very name away from me. But I am now a blacksmith. So it's all good. Yeah, Florida educators, is that really? that that That's your logic, isn't it? That's what you're saying. That's the deconstruction of what you're saying. Never mind the horror you have a new skill. Don't worry about the horrendous conditions in which you live. And and this is something that went on for hundreds of years. Let's just ignore all that. <laughs> Let's just ignore the reality of the horror of the existence of a slave in America and focus on the fact that they learned a trade that I presume they were able to utilize once slavery was over. So Florida educators are asking the question, was slavery so bad? Hey folks, sorry to interrupt, but just a quick reminder. If you like this content, please like and subscribe, share, let people know about it. It's the only way to build the channel. And now back to the show. I want to uh, give evidence 
for the idea that the Krampus is a rather stupid person. And again, the first one was taking on Disney because of his ongoing crusade against woke. Now, let me, let me uh, give you some context to that. This is his own words. He said many, many times, and he says it at every campaign stop, that his presidency is dedicated to a war on woke, which, by the way, if you're wondering what that is, it's the same as a war on unicorns. If you were to say, I'm waging a war on unicorns, it is the same as saying you're waging a war on woke, because it's an imaginary thing. And even in uh, any definition, I mean, it's just, what, what do they call that? The past participle of awake. That's all it means. You know, it's sort of a metaphor. Stay frosty. Stay awake. Don't fall asleep. Pay attention. Stay vigilant. That's what woke means. And it, and it means that historically, when it first started in the 1940s, we're talking about a word that's been around for roughly 80 years. It started amongst the black community in the 1940s in America. And then there was a playwright in 1971. Uh, uh, the play was called Marcus Garvey, or Garvey Lives, I think. Yeah, I think it was called Garvey Lives. And a character in that play said, uh, Mr. Garvey done woke me up, and now that he done woke me up, I'm going to stay woke. That's, that's it. That's what woke means. It's not, it's got nothing to do with transgender issues, although it could be applied in that context. It doesn't have anything to do with brainwashing children and wanting to make them gay. Cause like, why would that be anybody's agenda? A child is either going to be gay or they're not. Come on, folks. Like you've seen children that you just know are gay. And every person that I know that's gay will has said they knew in childhood. They knew by the time they were five, six, seven years old in high school, there were, there were boys that I just absolutely knew were gay. I didn't care but I, it was obvious to me that they were gay and not that like you can, not that gaydar is really a thing, but sometimes you can tell, right? Again, doesn't matter, but that, that's not part of the woke agenda. The woke agenda is stay vigilant, pay attention to what's going on, pay attention particularly to what the government is doing, pay attention to what businesses are doing because they're running our lives. Just in case you're not sure that businesses and governments are running our lives. Businesses run government, government runs our lives. Okay? That's just a reality. There is nobody that can debate me on this. Okay? The evidence is overwhelming and crystal clear. It has been this way since the inception of America. And it's never changed. So you got to stay woke or awake or vigilant just to make sure you know what's happening. You not you can't necessarily do something about it, you know, but you can try. You can you can try to affect change because that's one of the freedoms that we are afforded in America and it's an important freedom and it is a, a, a significant uh uh reason why America is at least a decent country. It ain't great in my opinion, but it's a decent country. Freedom of speech, freedom of protest, those are very, very important freedoms. 
that are not enjoyed all over the world. So that's all woke means. So when Ron DeSantis, de Krampus, says, I'm waging a war on woke, he sounds like an idiot. Because that's an idiotic thing to say. And to center your presidential campaign on it? Gee, Ronnie, I wonder why you're not doing better. And then another great example of how mind-numbingly stupid this man is, is his thing with Bud Light. He just announced in the last few days that he's thinking of suing Bud Light. And I never knew until yesterday what Bud Light's involvement with, uh, what is it, Dylan Mulvaney, is that the name? A transgender person. Apparently, uh, Bud decided to celebrate uh, a year after transition. They sent this person a special customized six-pack of Bud Light. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. So I want you to appreciate this because it really, when I learned, I, I didn't, I knew the story, I just didn't know the details. When I learned that that was the entire interaction, it wasn't a national campaign, it wasn't targeted at children to try to convince them to be trans. Um, it wasn't doing anything except celebrating uh, an individual human being. I think it's a lovely gesture. That's my opinion. That opinion is subjective. If you disagree, fine. But that's all they did. So these yokels shooting cases of Bud Light, which, by the way, they paid for first. These people supported Bud Light financially before they protested them conceptually. Oh, that takes a special kind of stupid. But de Krampus was one of the people speaking out about Bud Light for them daring to give a six-pack of Bud Light to an individual human person in America. And the boycott worked at a certain level. I don't think Budweiser's going out of business. I don't think Bud Light is going is going to disappear from shelves. But it did affect their stock price. I, I didn't check recently on how much it was affected and for how long. Um, I, I doubt that it's going to make a huge impact. But okay, it, it, it worked on a certain level. And now here's the real genius of de Krampus. First, you vilify a company for nothing. Then, and, and by the way, his accusation against Bud Light was that they were too woke. He refers to it as the woke mind virus, which, by the way, from a marketing standpoint, is brilliant, but from the mouth of someone who is uh, saying that he wants to be president of America, that's just really stupid. The woke mind virus. Again, same saying, the unicorn invasion. All right? They have the same significance in reality. But after he was involved in the boycott against Bud, uh, Budweiser, which worked at least a little bit financially, 
He then turns around and says he wants to sue them because their wokeness is the reason why their stock price went down, and he thinks that's irresponsible in a fiduciary way. I mean, talk about pretzel logic, and please forgive me, Steely Dan. That is pretzel logic. That is twisting your logic into a form that just doesn't make sense. And by the way, I learned a few years ago that the reason why pretzels are shaped the way they are is because Bavarian people pray by crossing their hands on their on themselves like this. And unfortunately, the people listening can't see. Another reason to go check me out on YouTube, because A, I'm beautiful, B, look at what I'm doing right now. So anyway, by, by crossing their hands over their chest, that that's where the shape of a pretzel comes from. But anyway, in this case, I'm talking about twisting up your logic in knots as to render the logic absurd. Okay. I'm going to boycott you. It's going to affect you financially. And now I'm going to sue you because the boycott was successful and you were affected financially. And somehow that's your fault. Wow. 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 I mean, he's just an idiot. And by the way, watch a few of his interviews. Watch a few of his interviews. Even the softball questions that he gets from the, the you know, the sympathizers with authoritarians, the Fox of the world, the Newsmax of the world. Watch his interviews in, in a friendly place and you see how idiotic he is. So I'm sure that stupidity, that rampant, virulent stupidity that possesses him is part of the reason why he thinks it's just fine that educators in Florida decided that slavery wasn't so bad because slaves took away a valuable skill from that experience. Bottom line is this, folks. Um, uh, it, it is clear to me that uh, authoritarians are trying to take over America, and they have a long game. And once it gets to the level of trying to twist reality, it has become dangerous. All right? Because throughout history, this is how genocides happen. This is how dictatorships work. And if you think I'm exaggerating, you're wrong. I have looked through history. Uh, I, I have a bizarre curiosity about the worst aspects of human beings. And when you look at how genocides happen, when you look at how dictatorships and authoritarian regimes take control of countries, this is part of how they do it. They start by controlling the narrative. Fake news. That way you don't believe what people who are trying to inform you are trying to say. In America, that's particularly dangerous because I believe there is no other industry cited in the Constitution. It's just journalism. It's referred to as the fourth estate. Since you have the three sections of government, by calling journalism the fourth estate, you are elevating that industry and saying it is very important because 
we have to answer the question of who watches the watchers. And it's journalists that are supposed to do that, and that has been corrupted. It's been corrupted by the right wing. It's, it's been corrupted by deregulating uh, the uh, communication and broadcast industry. It used to be that you, if you owned a radio station, you could not own a newspaper also. And I believe Ronnie Reagan is the one that did that. And I think uh, Bill Clinton further deregulated uh, that. So those were mistakes because it opened the door to a small group of people that own all of the communication that you see, virtually all of it. It's actually hard to find independent, unbiased journalism. That's what I do on YouTube. I, I, I look for those. And it's not I'm right.com. I'm not looking for people who uh, agree with my viewpoint. I'm looking for people who can shape my viewpoint with unbiased information. I will happily do the fact checking. I am capable enough to go ferret out anything that people are saying and call nonsense when I see it. But what I want is that if you're going to inform me that you do so in, and if it's not necessarily purely unbiased, like if you have an agenda, that's fine, as long as what you're telling me is true. Once you start lying, which we know Fox has done, they have been now convicted of lying. That's a problem. Because now the people watching the watchers have joined the watchers in a conspiracy to lie to us. This is a problem, folks. This is how dictators take over countries. And the education system is another tool that they employ. And I think I've now used the word employ three times. I will not do it again on this broadcast. I can't promise that I won't in future broadcasts, but I'll calm down. But this is a tool that's used. Let's change the minds of children. Why do you think, if you think I'm wrong, why do you think that when you're five years old and you go into school for the first time in kindergarten, you are told to place your hand over your heart and recite the Pledge of Allegiance? You think that happens by accident? You think that's meaningless? No. That is the beginning of forming your emotional, powerful attachment to the concept of this country so that, and this is the important part, when this country goes to war, you will be willing to die. Yeah, that's kind of sinister. When you think of a five-year-old reciting the Pledge of Allegiance, 13 years later, they want that five-year-old to be willing to die for his or her country. So, when they say educators are going to start teaching children that slavery wasn't so bad, this is a problem. It's a serious problem. We can't ignore it. And the only power we have, sort of, is in our power to boycott. It has some effect, not always the effect that we want. And the power to vote, which is very limited. But that's it. And we have to exercise that power. The limited power that we have 
you know, power to the people is horseshit. It, it's, this is not a country of by and for the people. Lincoln lied when he said that. He either knew he was lying or he didn't, but either way, he was lying. It doesn't even make sense logically. How could you be governed while you are simultaneously the governor? Doesn't make sense. So we, it, there, there's limited power that individuals have in America, but we need to exercise that power. We need to stay woke and awake and vigilant. Because when you start seeing news items like this, that educators want to lie to children and tell them that slavery was okay or not as bad as it obviously was, you've got to pay attention to that. They are now coming for your children in, the, in a real way. Not boogeyman, oh, they want to make them gay, they want to make them trans. No, no, no. None of that is actually happening. That is on nobody's radar as an agenda. But they do want to make sure that future generations don't know the reality of their country's history. That's a problem. And I think I've beaten this point to death, or at least within an inch of its life, so this will be a good time for me to bail. Um, you know, I'll get to my topic another time, the, the topic that I meant to do. I'll give you a teaser. It's the topic of men being simple. I'm going to talk about that tomorrow. I think I am anyway. I rarely plan topics in advance, so it's kind of interesting that I did. And then, as usual, it got blown out of the water by a more interesting topic, or at least a more immediate topic. Um, interesting to me. You might agree, you might not, but hey, you know, I get it. I'm a talking monkey, so I'm always surprised when anyone pays attention to me. So, folks, um, that is it for now. It has been a pleasure. Just as a reminder, you can find me at uh, youtube.com slash at the persistent rumor. And you can either click on the lives tab or you can continue typing slash streams. And not only is the show uh, there when it's being recorded live, but it is recorded and archived on site. And I have over 300 other videos as well, uh, which is still surprising to me that I've made that many videos, but um, they're there. Uh, check them out if you wish. I uh, appreciate your indulgence, your patience, and your attention. Thank you so much for that. And that's it for now, folks. Peace, love, and granola. Talk to you soon.